Hey there, and welcome to the Fantasy Fantasia podcast, a podcast where a bunch of theater nerds gather around and play various tabletop role-playing games, such as Dungeons & Dragons, Monster Hearts, Monster of the Week, Call of Cthulhu, and more. This podcast was partially made possible by the Alumni Association of the University of Windsor, so big thanks to them. My name is Eric, and I will be your Master of Ceremonies for tonight's episode of Undergrad, A Monster Hearts Tale. Previously on Undergrad, A Monster Hearts Tale, a pixie is still on the loose. Half of the AV Club have tracked the pixie to its lair in the boiler room, which ruptured earlier in the arc, and found that it not only contained all the stolen items the pixie has lifted from staff and students, but they found that it contained a portal to the Fey Realm itself. How it got there remains a mystery, however. We left Evelyn, Iris, Kane, and Lucky the Leprechaun as they staked out the boiler room and awaited the Pixie's return to make it laugh hysterically, reveal itself from its invisibility, and capture it. Across the campus, Dr. Egan and Zack, still body-swapped, decided to send the Hive Band alone on the mini-mission to steal the flower Euphoria from Dr. De Bloom's greenhouse, said to possess uh, some healing but also some psychedelic properties. While the Hive went to the greenhouse, Dr. Egan and Zack went to the vampire Abertok, who is funding Dr. Egan's secret project to find the cure for vampirism. Every minute that passes, it becomes more difficult for Zack and Dr. Egan to keep up their body-swapping identities. Let's see if the Pixie will cooperate. Welcome to a wacky conclusion of our Freaky Friday arc. Let's roll, everyone. Welcome back to Oakhurst. Chapter 22. Luck be a Pixie tonight. And welcome back, everyone, to Monster Hearts. This is, of course, Undergrad, brought to you by the Fantasy Fantasia Podcast and Tall Tale Theater Collective. How is everyone doing this evening? Great! Yes, wow. Aren't they getting better at the, 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 the like, acting excitement, folks? Don't you think? <laughs> you can kind of grade what episode you think is the best one at them doing that. <laughs> that was a solid four in, in a sea of twos, so. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> On that, uh, we have a pixie to catch. Yeah. Yes. So we're going to do some good old fashioned pixie hunting, and that is done through humor and hijinks. So I can't wait oh. to see what you all have in store so why don't you say we go catch ourselves a motherfucking pixie let's catch right. a motherfucking pixie. Yeah. pixie our camera opens back up to our other group kane my friend you are a fucking mess bro honestly it is so hot so humid you've been building up so much sweat that i'm gonna say if you want to walk straight you need to use your tripods because at this point nothing yeah. else is gonna support oh Fuck, being a horse is exhausting. If I could be a puddle, I would, but I'm so contained. Okay, maybe this was a bad idea. Maybe we should try and get him out of this. So at this point, Kane's costume resembles much less of a skin-tight pony play costume, and now resembles more that he's wearing an extensive life preserver. It's kind of bulging in different areas oh. with these little sweat pockets that have built up. I, I don't know, Kate. I think we should maybe um, get you out of this because... No, this is funny, right? It's... Right, Evelyn? Isn't this funny? <laughs> As he yells up to her. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm thinking we should get him out of this costume, she says to Evelyn. 
Iris, as soon as you say that, <laughs> you feel the slightest breeze. And like what I mean, the slightest, like the slightest breeze just past your nose and you get a whiff of the fae. Oh. She looks around. Does she see anything? No. If it's here, it's very invisible. Oh, oh no. Um, what? I, guys, I, I don't know for certain, but I think it might be here. Okay. Evelyn, I want you to roll plus dark. Okay. Oh, nice. That's a 13. Oh, my oh, gosh. Beautiful. Okay. Evelyn, you turn around and you are literally millimeters away from walking into a steel beam. Oh, my God. It was a narrow miss, but you just have time to back away. <laughs> yeah, I, I stop and, like, kind of take a second to catch my breath. And then um, I'm going to take the electric buzzer out of my pocket and just be ready with it. Okay. Okay, so you're standing by with the buzzer. Iris, what are you doing? Um, um, she, um, brings out her wings and just starts hovering and says, Hi, I'm Iris. Um, I would love to meet you if you wanted to come talk. Roll plus dark for me. Oh, gosh. Um, an eight. Okay, so that's a partial success. So, you know how I mentioned oh, no. that there were some of these fluffs in the air, you know, from the fan yep. room. So as you go to say, hi, I'm Iris, and you intake that air to say that, mm -hmm. a fluff goes into your throat and you begin <gasps> coughing. And because you're airborne, the coughing kind of sends you back. You lose control for a moment. And you actually get pushed back to one of the boilers that is currently <laughs> ejecting steam still. And it gets your wings wet. And oh, Iris, gosh. when that happens, you actually go mm -hmm. plummeting down to the grate down on the floor there, and you are now unable to fly. Oh, no. Now, you're not going to take any harm. You don't fall that. But what I'm going to give you with that partial success is basically right now you have the condition grounded. Oh. 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 As your wings are currently very wet from the steam. Uh, oh, oh, shit. You okay? Um, yeah. But, and she, like, tries to, like, bring out her, like, um, get her wings fluttering again. She's like, I... Okay, I, I don't think I can fly right now. <laughs> and because the air is so damp, it's not like they're drying anytime soon. That's kind of what I'm, yeah, how yeah, I'm yeah. justifying this last yeah. one. Hey, roll plus dark for me. <laughs> okay. I'm looking into the abyss and that's an 11. Nice. Beautiful. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. As you're walking on kind of the all fours with these like tripods for leg arms, you're like, hey, what's going on? And you actually step on one of the the, the great pieces and um, it looks like it's not very secure. And a, like the whole section of this end of this, like, you know how the greats come in those kind of like triangles or sorry, uh, squares and you kind of stack them together yeah not yeah. stack them but like spread them out yeah. um this one seems to be a bit loose and you put too much uh, weight on it and it actually shoots up at you and some of like the sharp metal punctures different areas in you but instead <gasps> of actually hurting you it punctures all your sweat bulges oh no. an orgasmic oh. release oh my god when it pulls out you start leaking like with high powered sweat jets coming out of you <laughs> oh my god. and honestly as you're standing there with a oh, bunch of sweat fuck. erupting from you yes. and saying that all all of you hear like 
<laughs> and from the smoke, Iris, mm. you swear you can see the faint outline of something kind of taking shape in the fog, and then it uh, finally calms down and disappears away again. Okay. Well, obviously she's very much here. I just I don't know how we can reach her if I can't fly. We need to bring her to us. Well, I'm going to start performing and getting that thing to show. So you, you guys think of something, okay? I got my job. And I kind of just start prancing around, being like, oh. And instead of making horse noises, he actually just starts going, oh, yeah, look at me. Oh, horsey, horsey, peeing all over the place. Oh, I cannot control myself. Oh, it's just so wet in here. You're still <laughs> leaking with high-powered sweatshirt, so it looks like udders. So it looks like a running horse with, like, udders leaking out from underneath. And he's only half-acting. It really feels good. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. This is an... Like, if there's something called that I invented called It's Showtime, it's this. <laughs> this is an It's Showtime role. So, Ken, I want you to roll It's Showtime and give me a... Let's do a... Let's do a hot. That's an eight. An eight. Okay. So... You're kind of running around going like, oh, I'm horsey and, and leaking. And you can hear a laughing throughout, but you sense that instead of like a busting gut, it's more just like, <laughs> it, it seems to still be very much in control, though Though you're keeping its attention. It's not like it's running away from you. It's it's fascinated by like what it's walked into here. <laughs> Fuck, I might have to bring up the whoopee cushion. And he starts making his way over to where he placed the whoopee cushion. <laughs> Iris, what are you doing right now? Um, uh, she's she's just trying to keep an eye on it, but she knows that what Kane's doing, it's working, but it's not. And she's like, Evelyn, Evelyn, jump on his back. Try and like be a part of it. Wait, what? Jump on his back. Um, Get on the horse's uh, back. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, Kane, do you mind? Get on. <laughs> okay. Like, um, go. yeah. So Evelyn's gonna hop on his back, and uh, she's gonna be like. Squelch standing on it like you know the circus performers doing like a balancing act on the horse oh my god roll it showtime and give me a plus yeah. hot. Oh, oh, and iris, iris gives evelyn the boa that she got from king siblings yeah. oh my god oh, okay <laughs> yes. you got a boa all right okay that's an 11. Oh! <laughs> wow. So describe exactly what you want to do on top of sweaty ass cane. I'm going to say that because you're rolling 11, you do, your feet slip a few times, but you don't ever fall off. She's holding onto his mane with one hand. She's got the boa in her, the edge of the bow in her other hand is kind of like waving it around as they're like running around on the floor, I guess. Slap um, him with the riding crop! <laughs> she throws she throws it to him her yeah with that 11 you easily catch it okay so she catches it she's gonna um let go of the boa for now hold on to the riding crop and yeah just like <laughs> lightly whip him with the riding crop it's harder harder come on boris faster faster kate literally yeah. says how the tables have turned oh yeah oh god <laughs> yes <laughs> Horsey love peeing. <laughs> oh my god. The boa, the boa that you let go got caught in his reins, so like this bow is like whipping behind him as he's running, and you're doing this on top while smacking his ass, being like, go. Um, <laughs> the laughing starts to get louder, and Iris, I'm gonna need you to roll uh, gaze into the abyss for me. Mm -hmm. That's a nine? So on a nine, you get to choose one. The visions are confusing and alarming, or they are lucid and detailed, and they leave you with the condition drained. Um, yeah, I'll do the second one. 
Okay, so what I'm going to do with this condition is I'm going to hit you with the same minus one that Kane has right now, mm -hmm. um, ongoing. Um, and, but that will mean that you'll be able to find it easier because it's moving around a lot um, by nature. So even if you see it like in an area, it might have already moved by then. And you're just seeing kind of an outline of the smoke. I'm going to say that you'll be able to determine the difference. But uh, like I said, you're going to have a minus one. A minus one on everything, sorry, or what? When you try to go and catch it. Yeah, I mean, she already can't fly, so that makes perfect sense. So as that's happening, um, Iris, you hear it start to giggle again. And in the corner, top corner next to its uh, bed, mm -hmm. you see that the steam is taking shape around it. And you can see it's kind of palish skin poking through. And it's not like it's fully materialized or fully given up, but yeah. It seems to be staying there, though. Yes, right now. She's going to, um, it's higher up. Can she, I guess, start to try and yeah, you absolutely can. Okay. So give me a hold steady roll. I'm going to take <laughs> one away from you, though, because you are tired. I already have minus one, so that's minus two. So no. that's no. going to go super well. It's a nine. Okay. So on a nine, you get to choose. So you keep your cool, mm -hmm. or you pick an option from the 10 up list, but you gain the condition terrified. Uh, I don't really want to double up on condition, no. so let's just say that you you do it, but I'm going to I'm gonna have something happen to you, okay? Sure. Yeah, that's fine. So you climb up these water boilers, and things are going pretty well. Um, but you, you realize that as you're kind of keeping your eye on it, you see that it kind of, as it's giggling at what it's seeing, it turns and looks at you, and its big blue eyes kind of look at you, and its grin gets bigger and it points at you and all of a sudden a part of the boiler ruptures underneath you and it's gonna burn your foot oh, and no. it's gonna do one harm to you okay ow um hey that's not very nice to a fellow um um friend of the fae <laughs> you go boo boo <laughs> all right and she's gonna keep trying to keep climb up closer yeah, I'm going to say that just, like, as that's happening, Kane freshly does, like, a neigh, and, like, Nay. Evelyn hits him a bit harder, so its attention goes right back. So because you roll decently high, you do make it to the top of the opposite boiler from its its bed, but you are on the same plane, if that makes sense. Um, she's going to start laughing along with, um, with, with the pixie and be like, oh, that's pretty funny, huh? <laughs> and just try to, like, pretend like she's watching it, too, and encouraging it. Iris is like mimicking it. She starts clapping her hands and she just goes, oh my God, that silly horse and that girl on top smacking it. It must hurt a lot. <laughs> oh, the pixie is delighted. Um, <laughs> on on that, let's cut back to uh, Kane and Evelyn once more. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so Kane, Kane is very t uh, exhaustingly, if that's a word, going over to the whoopee cushion. And he just kind of says, do you really have to hit that hard, Evelyn? <laughs> Yeah, so she's gonna try to hit the whoopee cushion with her whip. And she's gonna try to like bring it up to her so that they can maybe use it in their routine. Yeah, here, here, horsey help. And he bites it with his mouth and kind of flicks it back for her to catch. <laughs> yeah, Kate, if you want to pick up this whip with your mouth in a horse costume, you don't have to. <laughs> so Evelyn, you now have the whoopee cushion. So what are you gonna both do to really make this moment stand out? Because um, the thing is, you can feel that as you continue something, you're getting diminishing returns from this pixie. Right. So if, if, if you're gonna really want to make it bust its gut, you got to do something big. <laughs> okay, Evelyn's gonna put the whoopee cushion on Kane's back and I think she's going to try to sit on it and bounce on it as they're running <laughs> just keep like 
I guess hitting him with the whip in time with the sounds of the whoopee cushion. <laughs> so I'm going to say that the, the hand, because you now have the hand buzzer as well, um, the pogo stick is close by as well. So if you want to use those two in that plan, I'm going to give you like an extra like in-game time, 30 seconds to think of something to do with those before I cut you off. What a situation. <laughs> okay, okay. okay. How about... Um, I got nothing, man. Honestly. Could you, could you bounce on the pogo stick? Oh my god. Uh, sure. <laughs> let's do it, let's do it. Evelyn, so, are you gonna use your hand buzzer at all in this? Just so you know, Avery's wearing rubber. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, so, wait, wouldn't that mean it wouldn't affect it? Because... It wouldn't hurt him, correct. Okay, um, okay, yeah, so she's gonna take, use the hand buzzer, and, um, so she's gonna be, um, sitting on the whoopee cushion, uh, one hand, she's gonna be using the whip, the other hand, she's gonna be using the hand buzzer to, like, um, uh, like, I guess towards his neck to kind of jolt him and bounce him higher as he's bouncing on the pogo stick. <laughs> oh my god, both of you roll, uh, it's showtime, and both of you roll plus hot. Let's do this okay. fucking thing. Yeah, this is a wacky ass oh fight. Oh my god, 14. Nine. Oh! <laughs> nice. Okay, 14? so. 14. Um, Evelyn, for your nine, what I'm gonna say is with all the shocking going on, I'm gonna give you one harm in total. Okay, just from all the hand buzzer stuff. But what it looks like is with... <laughs> so as Kate is plopping around, like a course going like buck wild on a fucking pogo stick, you see his mane plopping up and down. Evelyn's sitting like on top of him. His horse headpiece seems to offer some kind of cushion to his neck so Evelyn can like land on it pretty easily without it hurting his neck too bad. And every time you land, um, Evelyn, you go shooting up in the sky with this hand buzzer. Right. You kind of separate from each other in this like beautiful shock effect. And the, the, the whoopee cushion goes airborne with you and you both land on his headpiece and like a <laughs> comes out every oh time. God. And that happens like one or two times. And I'm just gonna fucking let you know, Iris, from your perspective, you just hear. <laughs> Iris starts laughing as well, like, but then she also, um, as she's laughing, kind of turns her head away and just goes, Lucky, come quick! And she just yells it, then starts laughing again to try and cover it back up. This pixie is rolling on the floor laughing so hard that it is now completely visible. You can see it in the mustard-stained woodstock t-shirt. Yeah, she yells for Lucky. Yeah, so as soon as you yell for Lucky, Lucky kind of appears right next to it and says in slow motion, he goes, Pass me the vine. And there's like a vine right next to you. Oh, she quickly grabs it and throws it or passes it away. Okay, so you're going to have a minus one on this roll because yep. you're exhausted. Uh, so give me a, a hold steady roll. I only got a six, so I'm going to use uh, Evelyn's bracelet thing. Again. Okay, yeah, so you probably don't really feel good about that roll, so I feel like you hold on to her bracelet for some extra mojo. Yeah, she goes, oh, okay, come on, come on, Iris, come on. That's another that's a one. She was lucky it's not working. Use the cord. Wait, 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 wait. 
she like pats all over herself and grabs it and then just um, holds it in her hand. Yeah, you flick it in the air. Oh, right, flick it, yeah. And it never comes back into your hand. And you just fucking throw this thing like an experienced lifeguard throws one of those like donut things. You just <laughs> let it go. And Lucky grabs it, coils it around his hand, and you see him wrap it around at the bottom. And all of a sudden, the pixie stops laughing. It realizes what's happening. But before it can move, Lucky has already popped and reappeared in six different areas and has wrapped this pixie around completely. And it's now like nice. struggling from its bed. <sighs> Kane just collapses to the floor. Oh, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like Evelyn kind of just rolls off him and she just leaves her for a second. Like, oh my God. (laughs) That was amazing. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) Sorry, I was just, sorry. Caught caught in the moment. Caught in the moment. And he just kind of We're running out of time. (laughs) The faster this fey portal is closed, the better. You all need to come over here and we need to figure out what the fuck this thing's doing here. Okay, I can't really move, so I think I'm just going to stay where I am. And when Iris says that, our camera is going to fade away from this scene. Egan and Zach in each other's bodies. (laughs) You are standing in front of, of course, this large laboratory glass equipment structure that has built. And Avertalk is looking at the moon, hands outstretched, and speaking (laughs) high vampiric. As he's, you know, shrieking up to the heavens. And Egan, for you, you know, somebody who doesn't have a lot of vampire magic experience, you can see from the words, there has been no heat added to this kind of glassware of all of these different mixtures that that clearly are the, the two vials that, that you talked about. They're, they're already here. They're kind of just placed in these giant glass tubes just really uh, to make them look cool more than anything. But you realize why he's done that. All it's going to take is just a quick turn of the valves for Zach to mix them. So it's all mixed. But you see that the more glass, it's open to the moon. And he's trying to stretch out as much of this liquid is going to get as much light per square inch of this liquid that it can. And you see that it's beginning to froth a little bit just from his his words and the energy being made. And Abertalk pauses his ritual and says, You may begin your experiment, Dr. Egan. Very well. Rub-a-dub-dub, liquids in the tub. She's gonna (laughs) turn the vials and combine the two liquids together? Exactly like how Egan taught you, right? Like, like Egan, that's pretty much what you want to do, is, like, mix that? Is it two vials? No, it's just a small amount, and and the the two clear liquids uh, combine together, and then you have to have the uh, radiation catalyst nearby. So, yeah, just to paint the picture again... Zach and Egan's body, you're seeing, you know, this big, large glass lab equipment structure in front of you. The two separate vials are on either side, like Egan said, but this radiation catalyst, that's completely separate, because Egan, that's your own thing. Yes. Uh, Zach and Egan's body, Zegan, I want you to give me a roll for act under pre- uh, This is, no, no, fuck it. This is another it's showtime roll, yeah. because you are ready to go. And let's have you roll cold for that. Okay. That's a seven. Oh, dear. Okay. Um, hmm. No, no, that, that's that's cool. I mean, unless you want to do something with that, you can. Oof. I'm going to use... Ugh, damn it. Okay, I'm just going to kind of finger Evelyn's uh, bracelet. S- sorry. Since you're in Egan's body, Zach, it's going to be the choker oh, that she has. Then that, yeah, certainly that. A total of ten. Nice. Nice. 
Okay, so you, yeah, after you kind of pull on that choker, whew, you feel really good. And you, you just, like, gently, as your kind of fingers are, like, dancing with anticipation, you grab both valves and you pull them in just, like, the most exquisite way, I might add. It's just, they're both, you hit that 45-degree angle on both those nozzles real well. And this very tiny amount kind of drips from both glass pieces on either side, and you see that it's heading towards a test tube in the middle. And both of these liquids, as they come into the bottom, you see them kind of twirl around each other as they're mixing together. And they're beginning to froth and almost um, seemingly to kind of gyrate together and swirling together as Abertox um, magic is crescendoing. Mr. Wilder. Uh, yeah? We require the... the the, the radiation catalyst. Yeah, yes. Uh, uh, Egan and Zach body goes over and takes out sort of a, um, kind of like a tube. She begins to um, do like a sequence of turns and then um, opens up two flaps on it and lays it right next to the solution, the the one that's kind of forming. All right, Dr. Egan, it's it's all ready and it's, it's working right now. Okay, um, I will now do the next thing that I'm supposed to do. <laughs> I think that it's going to just... It, it's his magic now. Oh, yes. Then I will wait patiently, as is the plan that I've been planning for yes. a thousand years. And you see that the, the empty glass um, kind of flask at the top explode with energy and glass kind of rains down from the sky as Abertok reaches the crescendo of his spell and even the lights kind of explode in the room. Except what emanates from this tube, which is this crimson and almost bright swirling purplish liquid. And Abertok says, Get the torches, you fool. Yes, master. And he, his, his little crony starts to like, light some candles in the room. And again, in a, in a wisp of smoke, he appears right next to you, Egan, so Zack, and says, I think it was a success, Barmul. Yes, it appears as though it was successful. Hey, uh, Dr. Egan, do you want me to, to go prepare the, the solution? Yeah. Do what you must, slave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, my, my mistress. And kind of like, it, <laughs> and out, of, out of everybody's vision, just kind of rolls her eyes. Egan and Zach, Zach's body goes over and closes up the uh, radiation catalyst and puts it in um, her pocket and reaches for the substance. And because uh, she's quite woozy, accidentally knocks it over and spills on the ground. <gasps> <laughs> Looks at Abertok and just goes, uh, well, this oh, is awkward. I just feel so oozy. You, you, you fool. Abertok <laughs> walks up to you and backhands you, Egan and Zach's body, oh. and you, you do three backflips and land in the back of the oh. room and it's going to do two harm to you. Oh, oh my God. And you, you like crash through like a few of the of the seats and Abertok looks down and, and looks at you, Egan, Zach and Egan's body and says, hand me the syringe. Ah, yes. Here is a syringe. And from, from the whole vial, mind you, he is only able to get like a fifth of a syringe. Oh my 
And he just, like, you see him look, and his eyes are blazing. And he says, Give me one good reason why I should not turn your human servant into jelly. Um, because he has one of the very few perfect faces left in this world. With a puff of smoke, he disappears, and Egan and Zack's body, you feel yourself get pulled up, and you're like, your legs are dangling as this, his one finger is holding up your whole body, and you just see his pale, pale face with these red eyes look at you. I'm sorry. This is interesting. <laughs> he is going to hypnotize you. He's going to hypnotize you. So I'm going to have you roll against me. Okay. okay? Because uh, if not, it's like for him, just consider an automatic 12. So you're, you're trying to fight that. So basically what you're going to do is if you can get a perfect thing, you're going to fight it really well. If you don't fight it well, you're going to have to answer one question. If you fight it really poorly, it's going to be three. Oh okay. I want you to roll plus dark. Plus dark. Dark. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's with a Zach's minus body, one. that's not good. I, I, no matter what, I'm not gonna win here. And oh, you have man. minus one on this as well. Oh, I have minus one. Oh, that's shit. fucking brutal. <laughs> no. So that is a seven. Okay, that's that's not bad. You only have to okay. answer one question. Wow. And you have to answer truthfully. Now, his his red eyes almost begin to make circles. And, Egan, for the first time, you really feel what other people feel when you hypnotize them. You feel like this, this loss of inhibition and this willingness to be like, what do you want? Like, it's, it, it's not that it's mindlessness. What you do to them is make them really want to do what you want. Mm -hmm. Right? And you just hear in your head. Did you drop this on purpose? <laughs> Zach, in Egan's body, you hear every word of that. And Abertok jumps and almost hovers, like Bram Stoker style, off the ground and throws Egan and Zach's body into all of the glassware and it shatters and it's going to do one more harm to you as you lay on the table, just like really not looking good he kind of lands in this like dark cloud and looms over both of you and says I expect answers now and our camera's gonna fade away from oh, oh my god, god. <laughs> <laughs> what what I don't even know what to do at this point oh Undergrad, a Monster Hearts tale, will return after a brief word from our sponsors. And now, a word from our sponsor, Antonino's Pizza. Our specialty is pizza. That's what we do. It's what we do best. We don't offer pasta. We don't offer wings. We don't offer fries. We stick to what we do best, and we believe we do it better than anyone else. The best pizza in town or your money back every penny. We have three locations, South Windsor, Tecumseh at Manning and Amy Croft, and LaSalle on Malden Road. And now, a word from our sponsor, Brimstone Games, your one-stop shop for all your tabletop needs. Located at 1421 Tecumseh Road East in Windsor. 
Hi everyone, this is your MC Eric. I just wanted to check in before we continue with our Monster Hearts episode, and thank you so much for all the support that you've given Fantasy Fantasia so far. Please, if you love the show, feel free to share it with your family, your friends, your fellow RPG companions. A little bit really goes a long way for us. Also, just a reminder that our secret episode collaboration with Skipping Stones Theater, which has 11 players and will take place at the Learn to Be a Leader Day Camp, where our AV club is throwing in to leadership roles with the students of Lovecraft High, so you don't want to miss that. The whole thing costs only $3 to listen, and that will be out at the beginning of June. Alright everybody, let's get back to the episode. Thank you so much for supporting the Fantasy Fantasia Podcast. And now, back to Undergrad, a Monster Hearts tale. Kane, Iris, and Evelyn, all three of you, Lucky has taken the time to teleport each of you on top of that top boiler there where the pixie has made its home. And Iris, you can hear, let me go, let me go, oh god, I hate this, god, let me go, I hate this, can I try to bind it while I'm looking at it? Absolutely. Yeah, you can see it's like kind of fighting and, and, and the vines seem to be ripping a little bit. Yeah, so she's going to be staring at it and just chanting, and that is a 10. Ooh, yeah, so you just feel the vines. They almost get, like, bigger and bulkier, like they muscle up, and they just <laughs> hold this down. Now, Iris, the interesting thing about the Fae is you're, you these vines of the Fae aren't making noise to you. Like, you can't hear Right, them. right, right. You know, there's a few reasons why that could be, but I would say that you're probably smart enough and you know what's going on to assume, at least, that your human body is having a hard time with this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, that makes sense. You're able to to hear the, the pixie, at least. It seems to be sentient enough that you, you can hear it. It's like, let me go, let me go, stop it, let me go. Okay, okay, um, hi. Um, that wasn't I'm, funny. I'm Iris. Okay, listen, just calm down. We're just... Iris, you're really hot, but no, that wasn't funny. Thank you, um... But, um... We, He's hot, too. The horsey guy. It was very, very funny, and I don't blame you for laughing. We just have um, some questions to ask I didn't do anything you. wrong. I just stole a few credit cards. I didn't do anything wrong. I know, yes. Um, how did you... How did the tear appear that you came through? How the fuck should I know? I don't know. I would just fly one day, mind my own business, see? And all of a sudden, I felt this tear, and I heard these screams. These screams. There was like thousands, millions, so many screams. Mm. There was just like hundreds and thousands of screams, and it sounded so angry and sad. Really? You know what I mean? You know when you're angry and sad? Yes. And it was so angry and sad, and I, I didn't know what to do, but I was like, ooh, this is nice, because I got put in exile, because I accidentally threw poop on the face of my elder, they got really mad, but anyways, <laughs> I thought it was really funny. But, anyways, so what I did was, I felt this terror, and I was like, oh, this is cool, but again, sad. But I looked through, and I saw it was so much snow, and people, and they were having so much fun. Ooh. I saw the credit cards that I could steal, and all the snowballs I could hit, and I saw a bunch of snowmen, it was really pretty, so I decided to go. You like the snowmen? I do. <gasps> oh, okay. Sometimes I take the carrots and put them where they shouldn't be. <laughs> <gasps> Iris like balls up her hands into fists. Okay, um, <laughs> right. So, the thing is, guys, maybe help me out in convincing, but um, you can't stay here, or else you will not. You'll 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 get hurt. You you can't. You're gonna stay die. Here. Okay, you're gonna you're gonna die if you stay here. So mm. we'd really appreciate if you could go back. Also, if you could turn our friends back into their proper bodies. Wasn't that funny? And then he looks at you, Iris, and says, I did it for you, and I did it for your leprechaun friend, because I wanted to say hello. <laughs> uh, hello, brother and sister. Well, not really, but kind of. I guess you're, like, more distant cousins than anything, but anyway, who cares? It's fun, right? <laughs> it was oh my God. really fun, but, um, 
You know, what would be even funnier is if you turn them back because they probably like being in their new bodies, so then they'll get sad again when they're in their original ones. So you want me to not only go home, but then ruin this whole joke? Mm, funny daddy to that. I don't want to. I like it here. <laughs> Guys, I don't know what else to say right now. What if, what, what if we threaten him? I don't know if I could be a part of that, King. <sighs> Any, okay. Um... <laughs> Um, okay, at least tell me, was it my joke funny? Like on a scale from one to hilarious, was it hilarious? It was hilarious, but it's... yeah, it was very hilarious. Okay, no, thank you. No, actually, you know what? No, it wasn't. It wasn't funny at all. I think you could do better. I think there's two people on this campus that you could switch bodies with instead. That would be even funnier for the whole campus to laugh at them. What? Imagine these two people putting them up on 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 a stage, and but you know, and it, it's it'd be even better. I don't have that much energy. Do you know how much energy it takes to swap bodies? It's a lot of energy, like a lot. Is it a lot to swap them back? <laughs> I mean, kind of. It's easier to do it in reverse than, you know, the way it was. It's just, yeah, it doesn't matter how magic works. You little horsey man, you just do you. <laughs> You're so cute. What's your name? When he says his name, it can only be described as like a collection of natural sounds. And it sounds like when you hit your foot against a tree stump. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I'm gonna call you, um, Stumper. Stumper. Oh, that's good. I like Stumper. 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 Yeah. Stumper. <laughs> Listen. Um. Yeah. What is it you want? Because you can't stay here, or else you will die. I want to go back to my tribe, but I can't because I threw poop on their face. Oh. Okay. Um, is there something that we can give you to bring back that will? Well, my tribe really likes things that like make them go laughy laugh. So I mean, maybe if uh, if 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 you let me either I don't know bring something back with me that I can be like, hey, sorry, I throw poop on your face, but I have something funny. Squeak, squeak. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, do you want to bring back some of the 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 funny toys that we used? Eh, the stuff you have is so boring. It has to be better. He's like, I, he's like, but the whoopee cushion. Like, I like that, but could it be better? Um. Evelyn, can huh. you make the whoopee cushion bigger? I mean, would would that be something you would like? Sure, if it's like a mega powerful, wonderful thing that I could be like, hey, <laughs> you know, like poop on the face is really hard to get over. Um, I guess. Um, yeah, okay. So Evelyn is going to try to use one of her hexes to make this happen. Okay, what do you want to make this whoopee cushion? So she's going to use her illusion hex and try to make the pixie think that it's gotten really big. <laughs> oh no. Because <laughs> oh, that's the only, that's the closest oh. thing she has to being able to do this. Roll, roll for hex. Okay. Yes, it's a 12. Oh my God. Jeez. <laughs> Steph. So Evelyn, the whoopee cushion is big, but is there anything else visual you would like to give this? So yeah, it's going to like, I don't know, quadruple in size. And <laughs> also it's, going she's gonna make it just look really cool like it's gonna just be like really sparkly and um kind of like a bright she's gonna change the color of it it's gonna be like a bright green color oh wow <laughs> it's a big green fat whoopee cushion oh thank you so much oh everyone in my family's going to love this it's gonna be amazing <laughs> and, and stumpy as as an additional thing if uh -huh. you're willing if you're willing to go back uh -huh. in addition to the whoopee cushion uh -huh. If you change my friends back, uh -huh. would you like to wear that horse costume that my friend's wearing and bring it back to the Fae with you? Oh. My. God. You could wear it while you use the whoopee cushion. That. 
is the best idea I've ever heard in my life. Oh my god, that's so amazing. Yeah, please, 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 I want to live it. I want to sleep in it. Iris walks up to Kate and just whispers, don't worry. We'll get you another one if you want another one. Give me the horsey. Come on. I want to be an equestrian. Let's go. Um. Okay, yes. Just hold on one second. We're going to have to, well, peel this off of my face. I need all of your help. Kate, are you wearing anything underneath? Wait, yeah, because if you're not, I don't know if I want to help with this. Yeah. <laughs> that did not sound very convincing, Kane. Honestly, Evelyn, I mean, I feel like we've almost been to third base at this point in some weird way. Is it really that big of a deal? Oh, my God. If you don't want to, Evelyn, it's fine. We'll just, um, just give us a second. It could take a while. I'll help him. Come on, come on, guard. Let me take it off. Let me take it off. Let me take it it's off. It's okay. Stumpy's take got this. Let me help him take it off. Don't worry, Evelyn. Okay. Yeah, Evelyn's just going to turn away and not look. Could you help me out of these restraints? I don't like being confined. I'm a little bit confined right now. I need to get out. I need to break free. What? How do, how do we know you're going to keep your promise to us? You we promise we give you all this stuff and you're going to stay here. You're going to help us change our friends back. I pinky promise that if you give me the super awesome whoopee cushion of the horsey thing, then I'll leave. Okay, fine. And uh, Iris, you know that in the favor the pinky promise is pretty crazy. I was just going to ask. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty. It's, it's big. It's, it's, it's big. It's, it's, it's like a blood contract. Yeah. She nods and says, when a fairy makes a promise, it's a big deal or any fey creature. It's a pinky promise though. Uh, a pinky okay. promise, especially. Yes. Um, okay. You know what? I, I, I trust you. Okay. I'm going to undo these vines. Wonderful! And as soon as you let go, he pops out of the vines, appears behind Kane, grabs the horse costume, and rips both sides of the ears Yow! right down the middle, causing Kane all of your sweat to cascade down onto the grates <laughs> on the ground and below. And he fixes up with his magic and tries it on and says, Oh yeah, that is the stuff. Yes. Wow. Kane is naked. Kane is butt fucking naked. <laughs> oh yeah. Evelyn's just trying not to look. <laughs> Iris is probably, it's the winter, she's probably wearing a hat, she just passes it to him. A hat? Yeah. <laughs> like, a, like a parka or something? No, just like a okay, hat I'm, with like I'm, a pom-pom I'm, on the top. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, Evelyn's, Evelyn's gonna like, without looking at Kane, take off her jacket and hand it to him. Thank you. He, <laughs> Iris, can your, can your hat have like those little dangly things on the side? 100%, yep. <laughs> okay, because he's gonna use that then to tie around yep, one of his yep, legs, so yep. it just hangs there enough. And then he'll wear the jacket. Yeah, but that's what I figured. <laughs> so as you do that, the pixie goes, okay, fine, 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 fine. But you have to admit, this was really funny, right? I love my time here. I should come back one day. Okay, fine, but okay. He snaps his fingers and you feel like a shockwave kind of extend out into the campus. Nothing else happens for you, though. And he goes, okay, so uh, that's done. Uh, I guess I got to go that way. Well, hmm. well, I guess this is lucky. Will you accompany him? Hey, I'll make sure he gets home safe. And he looks at you, Iris, and he says, Goodbye, sister. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm so excited to go back home. And he gives you a hug. Iris hugs him tight and says, Goodbye. I hope everything gets resolved with your clan. He gives everyone a hug with his sweaty leather outfit. Uh, thank mm. you. Good luck. Okay. Well, you have to admit, this was really fun. Right? I did so well. Uh, you should really check, though. There's some bad shit going on here. Honestly, the terrace sounds awful. I can still hear it. It's like the screaming of thousands of people just swirling in misery and sadness. I feel like I've heard that before. Something about the area. It feels it feels icky. Like, sticky. Like, icky sticky. Mm. You know? Like there's something evil going on? Like, there, like, can you give us some insight? What do you think it is? I don't know. But sometimes when my feet touch the ground... I feel really angry. 
Huh. It's like, it's like the, it's like the ground is mean. It hates me. Iris turns to the others and goes, maybe it has something to do with under the rose. Yeah, I was just about to say something underground that's kind of seeping into the area, creating a maybe. sort of aura of energy like, of hatred. This sounds, yeah, this sounds so much like that weird dream I had a while ago. Thank you so much for telling us. And here's a gift so that you all remember me. And he snaps his fingers and in front of you all, those series of photo booth cards appear with you and the pixie, even though they've literally never, <laughs> ever been taken before. Literally ever. Yes. <laughs> even though they never happened. <laughs> this was a lot oh of fun. Okay, God. I'm going to miss all of you. And remember, every time there's a whoopee cushion, think of me. Every time someone body swaps, think of me. I will, I promise. I'm I'm sure we won't be able to think of anything else. Every time someone gets three de third degree burns from a boiler room, think of me. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. Okay, goodbye. And he kicks off the floor and does a backflip over the railing and goes down to that bottom basement and you hear a pop as he enters the tear and Lucky gives you us all a smile and disappears in his cloud of dust and reappears down there. And you can see if you look over the railing, some of his rainbow magic sealing up the tear in reality. And as that tear seals, the moment it does, all of the fey plants disintegrate. Oh, I, I think that is the hardest thing I have done at this school yet. I mean, I'm exhausted. <laughs> you guys did great. I mean, I know that was weird for you guys, but like, you did a really good job. Um, okay. Thank you, Iris. Can you guys promise me that you will not mention any of this to Nick next time you see him? Oh, I, I shouldn't tell Nick that I was dressed up in a rubber dominatrix horse outfit and you were whipping me with a, that with would, a whip. And... Yeah, exactly. That would raise way too many questions. It might turn him on and make him want to sleep with you more. Yeah, what? maybe this could awaken something. Maybe, him, yeah, you know? maybe it's like a jealousy oh thing. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! No. I I I don't know. I, no, no. Do you want to keep the riding crop for maybe if it happens with Nick? Just no, take it. I, I, I'm okay, but thank you. Hmm. Okay. Well, she just Iris just flips it and grabs it again and then turns the cane and goes, "Well, I guess we're keeping this then." I hope everything went okay with Egan and Zach. And almost as if on cue. <laughs> Perfect segue. Try to find the segue. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah I, I, I love it. The camera fades over. Zach and Egan in each other's bodies. Last we left you, you were staring down Abertok, and he looks fucking pissed. His eyes are <laughs> swirling red. His shadow behind him seems to have grown up to 20, 30 feet. It also has matching red glowing eyes in the fury. And he looks at you and he repeats, Explain yourself now. And at that moment, a ripple mm. enters the room of this energy. This static energy explodes throughout the room. The door flies open and you can hear the wind howling through it. It slams back and Avertok just covers his eyes, surprised by what happens and looks back in anger. And Dr. Egan, as you're looking back, you notice that your perspective has shifted ever so to the left as you find yourself back <laughs> in your body. <laughs> and you feel a lot less broken. <laughs> Zach, you realize your perspective has shifted a little more to the right, and you were on a table, broken and bloody. Zach just goes, oh, yay! Oh, oh no! <laughs> so she looks down, and she's like, oh, thank God. Oh. And 
she realizes what's going on. She takes her a moment. She takes takes a second, and then she reaches over to where Zach is and grabs the um, the uh, radiation catalyst, so to uh-huh. speak, from his pocket. And what she has done is actually the um, the chemicals that she gave Zach uh, were not real. Okay. Okay. Just... <laughs> and the real formula was in that radiation. Uh, a catalyst facing up into the moon so that it could also benefit from the magic. Interesting. She's holding it kind of uh, in her fist at eye level and she looks at Abertok and she says, here's the thing. I know I agreed to work with you, but I still don't trust you completely. I'm not entirely sure that you aren't going to use this for other nefarious purposes, and I can't have you do that. So I brought some insurance here. I am a creator too. I sculpt in science like you sculpt in magic. And I have created substances and techniques like no one else on Earth knows how to do. And I'm really that good. So what I have inside here is a serum made just for you. By the way, thank you so much for leaving your drink box behind in my office because from that I was able to extract your DNA. And from that, I created this serum that's attuned to your genetic makeup. Not mine, not his. And if you try to inject this in us, it will pass harmlessly through our bodies. But if I inject you with this, here's what will happen. Your cellular structure will start to break down but not fast enough to kill you, no. You will start to regenerate, as you do, but this is a very powerful substance and you will be stuck in an endless cycle of decay and regeneration, causing you excruciating pain that will not end until you are dead. Oh, roll manipulated NPC. <laughs> and I get my stats back, and oh, yes, you yes do. this you is do. a 13. Oh, yeah, no. 13. What a return to form. Holy shit. So, Kim, you, like, as Egan, you fucking stand there. And Zach, from your perspective, broken on the table, you just see, like, red eyes meeting red eyes. You can almost feel the, the fucking static in the room as their wills are meeting in the center. And Abertalk just smiles really gently, Egan, and says, <laughs> I guess I did deserve something along these lines. I will see you again, Doctor. Oh, I'm counting on it. And with a dark wisp that blows out all the candles, he disappears into a fog of smoke. <sighs> Master! And then the other guy runs out the door. Wait for me! <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> okay. As soon as they leave, Zach just with his broken face goes, oh, no. "A in the moon, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> okay. Glad your your plan went so well. Oh, I'm so sorry, Zach. I I should have taken better care of your body. I'm I'm so so sorry. And she explains the ruse, and uh, and she says, you know. What was in there was pure salt water and, and a couple of other chemicals. If you would have injected it in you, it wouldn't have harmed you you're in your vampire body. This thing that I, I talked about, the, the science did not exist yet. 
Um, so what this is, is this is the formula I was working on, and I'm so hoping that the procedure that he did affected this, because now I have the power to work on this to perfect it. Okay, cool. Does that mean I get, like, it? An A in your class or some shit? Because I think you owe me one. Absolutely. Oh. I'm so sorry. Oh, is that what a sciatica feels like? I can taste my spleen. Oh, I'm so sorry. Well, I suppose we should head back to the society, and apparently what they did was, was successful. Um, before you go, I just... I wanted to say one thing, Zach. I know I put you through a lot, both physically and uh, mentally, and um, being in your body, I, I've gr sort of grown an appreciation for you and, and understanding a little bit more about you. And, and I just wanted to say that this experience has really made me think that, you know, perhaps we could be better friends. Can I have a hug? Oh, Dr. Egan. Yeah, I'll give you a hug. So she reaches in and she gives him this big hug. And and then as she's pulling away, she grabs him by the shoulders and looks intensely in his eyes. And she is rolling for hypnosis. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. And uh, it's a 12. So oh, my God. God. It's going to work. Ah. <laughs> so she says to him, she says... The events of tonight did not happen as you have experienced them. Here's what you're going to remember. You went back with me to my lab and you were going to help carry heavy equipment to a meeting with my colleague. We brought it here to the basement of the anthropology building and we waited and the colleague never showed up. So we brought it back and then you went into town and went to your meeting at the serpent room and unfortunately the owner said that he had accidentally booked another band and so he will have to to wait and you didn't get the gig and that's what you're going to tell your hive but as far as the society goes you just helped me but uh, nothing happened we should probably explain your injuries um let's just say you accidentally fell down some stairs how about that <laughs> zach Roll plus dark for me. Yup. Here's the sound of me not rolling dice. That's me not sounding the sound, but I am using Lucky's coin. Okay. So, oh, shit. Oh, yes. As you lock eyes with Egan, you have a split second where I'm going to say you pull out from your back pocket the coin and you just flick it behind your back. And it doesn't land, so Egan's never going to hear it. Mm -mm. And what I'm going to say is... Zach, you did not fall under her spell, but you look at her and you say, Yes, mistress. There you go. Yes. <laughs> and on that, our camera fades away. Everyone assembles back up. The AV club assembles back at the society headquarters. At first, Team A gets there with Lucky, Iris, Evelyn, and Kane. You get there, and just about a minute later, in come Egan and Zach. Zach's looking pretty fucked up, but they're both clearly back in their own bodies. They're even, like, walking like themselves again. And Zach, just at the sight of you being fucked up, 
um, you hear the chairman who is sitting at his chair goes, Serby, bring some ambrosia in right now. <laughs> and golden goblets come out for everyone with this golden, thick, viscous liquid. And when you drink it, it tastes like the best, the, your favorite meal. And it takes away all of your harm. So if anyone has harm, you're now back to no yeah. harm. Yes, thank you. The chairman says, well, it sounds like it was a smashing success. Yeah, that was interesting. How did it go with you guys? She says, there definitely was a smash, yes. Yeah. Um, it, it was... It was super boring, really. I, I, I had to... I was borrowing Zach to, to, ha- to lift some heavy equipment. and oh. Well, uh, my colleague never showed up, unfortunately, so... We had to... I mean, like when Dr. Egan said she needed me for something, I was really thinking there was something else in mind, you know? Ha <laughs> ha, yes, yes, he's such a <laughs> such a kidder. Anyway, um, you know, the evening was, was mostly uneventful, I and mean, clearly you did your job, and, and we just wanted to thank you, all of you, to for putting us back in our proper bodies. <laughs> we're, we're lucky it all worked out. <laughs> Did we find out why this pixie even got here? Hmm. Yeah, there's a tear in reality that kind of connected the Iris's world to ours. And the pixie mentioned something about the ground here feeling evil and... Sticky. Sticky. And he mentioned hearing screams. That's what drew him through it was he, he he heard screaming and anger... And he doesn't know how the tear happened. He just saw it. Evelyn, you described something similar in a dream, I believe. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really similar to this extremely disturbing dream I had um, not too long after Welcome Week. And you said that you experienced something while casting the spell at the at the frat house. You said that there was an interference of some kind you had to fight off. Yes, yeah, yeah, there was when I'm, I was trying to do the spell to uh, help out Rufus. It, it was a similar feeling, um, like things coming up through the ground, like hands, hands coming up through the ground. I was saying we should probably figure out what this beneath the rose thing is. Mm-hmm. If that's, it seems like the evil's coming from under the ground, or that's where their secret place is, whoever they are, or... Or, or that's where the evil's being kept? I don't know. Well, do any of you know where this under the rose might be? Um, well, it's, isn't it near... I'm, isn't it near Coffee Josh's? I think it I, might be in Coffee Josh's somewhere, maybe. Yes, I believe that that was what we were led to believe. I think that you should stay away from it. What? The chairman says what? as he stands what? up and he looks at the fire. Stay away? I, I thought we were supposed to be finding out more about this. Whatever this is, it is... I, I knew there was a disturbance, but if it's large enough to create a tear in between worlds, I just don't want to lose any more students. Wait. And his face kind of goes back to the fire. You've lost people before? He points his hand to the opposite side of the room, and you know how there was that painted mural on the wall that has the whole tree of the society? Well, when you Mm -hmm. see it again, you know, he shifts your attention to it, and there's a bottom plaque kind of covered in dirt and grime. And when he points to it, he flicks his hand, and the dirt and grime disappears. And you see that it actually reads, The Society in Memoriam. Oh, 
Oh, wow. I'm uh, not surprised, actually. I think that perhaps we need to know more information here. I think it's story time. What did you get us into? You were you brought us here to be a part of something where we could die? I brought you here because we need to make serious changes. It is clear that this campus is is under a threat that I have not experienced in in a very 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 long time. Then if there's a group that can fight this evil, is it not us? Yes. And you see, like, the fire is, is kind of changing color in his frustration. And he, he kind of looks back and says, If there is a smallest chance that you will die, I do not want to take it. And I don't, we don't know enough. Look at you, you're all in first year, except you, Dr. Egan. You have lives to leave. I have so much more to teach you. We are not prepared for whatever, for wh- whatever this thing is. If we're going to keep helping you, we need you to be more upfront and honest with us mm-hmm. as to what's going on and what's been going on with you where have you been you came back looking exhausted and I, I don't know like defeated in a way what is going on that is not a story for today when all in good time no you're keeping a secret and, and, and the fire kind of erupts as he goes like Gandalf, his voice drops, and he goes like, You must listen. I don't want you to be killed. I cannot handle another student that I care about, that I have taught, that I've seen grow through the most influential, informative part of their very existence, and I can't hold another one as their life slips away through my fingers. If we are going to meet this, I will make sure that each and every one of you is at the top of your talent and is is using your powers to the fullest extent they can be used. And I promise that that's the truth. And you see that he's actually starting to cry. Okay. Elizabeth kind of looks around to the others and then she, then she looks back at, at the chairman and she says, All right then, prepare us. Let's start today. Sounds good. Everyone be ready for classes within the week. I will summon you. We will be working together now. You've worked enough individually. I need you to work as a team if we're going to survive. Iris walks up and just puts a hand on his shoulder and says... He feels cold again. Cold, 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 cold. I'm sorry for your losses. Thank you, Iris. You're very sweet. Well, you all look exhausted. (laughs) Zach, you need to tend to your wounds. The ambrosia will help take your harm away, but you should look after those cuts so they don't get infected. I'll help. I can help too, Zach, if you want, like last time. Uh, I mean, if it's between you and Dr. Egan, uh, Dr. Egan. I mean, oh, no, no, no. (laughs) Uh, You know what? You offered, so uh, may as well, right? Okay, well... I'm sorry, and she grabs his shirt. No, no, we don't have to. We continue. (laughs) And puts her hands on his chest again. Iron Maiden, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Yeah, you were you were already healed, but I'll say that your your kind of bruises and scars are kind of starting to look a bit better. And the chairman looks at all of you and says, "You should all be going to bed. Good night." 
and he walks away, and the fire that was really dancing with energy kind of drops to very low as soon as he leaves, and Serby follows him to go to bed. I feel really bad for him. Also, are we all prepared to be part of something where we could die? Well, I mean, I mean, wasn't that what we signed up for in the first place anyway? He chose us for something special. I mean, I, well, I don't I mean, know. I it... guess, I don't think we knew how dangerous this was going to be. Well, uh, listen, not that I want to hear you mortals talking about death and stuff, but <laughs> I better get the snooze going. Oh, wait. Good night. Lucky, can I grab one more coin from you? <laughs> for $300? Sure, sold. <laughs> okay, so mark $300 out of your thing, Iris. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And uh, he flicks you a lucky coin and disappears. I need all of them I can get. So uh, Lucky and the chairman and Serby are now in bed, leaving you all in the room, uh, the dimly lit society room. Yeah, so, yeah, are, are we sure we're all, we're all willing to do this with how dangerous it seems? I, I mean, you know what? I... I, I guess, for me, if I'm going to put myself at risk, might as well be trying to help out others. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I feel like we kind of don't have a choice. It's... Who else can take on such evils? I feel like there's no one else on this campus except us. Yeah, I agree I, with Kane. It's hard to ignore it and just... Iris, I... if you're not up for it, no, we would understand. No, I am. I, I'm saying it's... Even though I'm scared and I my whole two years here um I can't you can't ignore you can't ignore this evil that's around and I want to help Zach what about you Zach's just kind of like looking off in the distance can oh can he really quick just check on Alexis and make sure everything went according to plan oh yes he can oh Oh, I don't like how you said that I take it back please (laughs) no oh uh that's a 10 though Yes. Okay. So here's what happens. Oh, shit. You close your eyes just as the group is kind of chatting and they kind of gently fade away. And you're trying to get a vibe. And you get an image of all of the hive getting fingerprinted. (gasps) Oh, Oh, shit. No. No. Fuck. And that's your vision. Fuck. No. Oh, my God. No, Zach. Okay, then leave. Man. Yeah, I mean, damn it. It's okay. We understand. Yeah, fuck all you people. What? Oh, I gotta go. What? What? Zach, what, what's are you, wrong? Are you okay? Zach, do you just like storm out after that? Yeah. Zach is just not about this right now. Okay, so Zach storms off into the night. Oh my gosh. And shit, Egan okay. follows him. Egan's a little bit worried. She actually has a conscience. <laughs> Does she? Because you did see the police station, Zach. I'll give you that for a 10. You saw that they were obviously in the police station. Of the campus police, so it's like probably three or four blocks away. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Zach will take the car. So Egan follows him out of the society and says, Zach! Zach! What's what, what's wrong? Zach is uh, just uh, almost robotically uh, walking, not looking back. Hey, where are you going? It's, it's the fucking hive, man. They got caught. Oh. And I gotta go to the police station and fucking bust them out, man. Let me come with you. I can, I can no, help. With, no, no, with no. With my powers. No. I, it, I'm responsible for this. Let me come with you. You'll use your powers? Yes. Yes. Okay. Sure. Hmm. That's good. Uh, I assume, Evelyn, you make your way out eventually to your shithole of a house. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. my god. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is. It's, it's, it is. It's, it is. It is. It's a total shithole. Yeah. So. 
it's now three of you in, in, in the society headquarters. Oh, um, oh my gosh. Did Zach just leave the group? I, I don't know. You seem pretty upset. We, well, we should check on him tomorrow, maybe, and, and see if he's more up to talking about it. It seems pretty important. Yeah, I mean, we don't want to make him think that we, like, don't appreciate him or something. Yeah. I, I was kind of expecting him to say, no, no, it's cool. Like, I, I didn't expect him to actually fucking leave. It was more just like a reverse <laughs> psychology thing. Yeah, I know. Like, usually... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he seems usually, like, pretty calm and, like, go with the flow. Well, I guess we'll just have to do what Kane said and wait till tomorrow. Hey, Evelyn, yeah. you did really good today, and I mean it. If you want to keep this... And she holds up the riding crop. You can. <laughs> for you and Nick, I don't want please to no, make you feel no, guilty no, for please what please happened. Please say no, Kane! <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, I, Iris, um, uh, thank you. That's very nice, but, um... I, I, I think that's probably a little bit more your style than mine. Yes! No, yes. No, you're right. <laughs> okay, well, good luck with you and Nick, and just know what happened was for a good cause, and it didn't mean anything, right, Kate? We don't want to make Evelyn feel uncomfortable. No, it's cool. It's, yeah, very, very platonic writing. Um, can we not talk about this anymore, please? Yes. <laughs> I mean, no. Whatever the affirmative is. Um, oh, okay, yeah, so why don't... Okay, so we will agree not to talk about this again. What happened in the boiler room? Correct. Well, yeah. It's Kane. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, okay, I think I'm going to leave now. And as the door shuts, Kane and Iris, you find yourselves totally and utterly alone hmm. for the night. So, Iris, yeah. you said earlier in the day that there's something you wanted to talk to me about. And our camera pans up through the roof of the society onto the quad of Oakhurst, and then it fades away. Hey there, thanks for listening. Tall Tale Theater Collective is proud to announce that we are expanding our podcast network to now feature two programs. We will continue to present our horror series, Night Terrors. Welcome to a world of thrills, threats, and terrors. Night Terrors is an anthology radio play podcast that will bring you face to face with your nightmares. Come listen, if you dare. Introducing our newest program, Fantasy Fantasia, which includes two RPG podcast campaigns. The first is Dungeons & Dragons, Legend of the Silver Flame. Experience laughs, suspense, and triumph with a motley crew of adventurers who could be the last hope against great evil, long thought to be vanquished. The second is Monster Hearts, Undergrad, 
Follow the tale of romance, mystery, desire, and murder as an unlikely bunch of mostly pubescent monsters navigate their social, academic, and supernatural lives at Oakhurst College. Listeners even get the chance to weigh in on the action of both campaigns. For more, visit our website at www.talltaletheater.com. Talltale Theater Collective. Grow with us. <laughs>